What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pals Podcast. I'm your host, George Boutsalis. And I'm Ricky Liorti. This week, it was just us two. We had a nice little chill conversation about some of our favorite topics. You want to tell them what we talked about, Rick? Yes, I do. We <laughs> talked about the Raptors, a little bit of golfing, a little bit of NBA All-Star Weekend. And you know what? We had a jolly good old time. A little silly goose time. <laughs> yeah, take a listen. Let us know what you think. And hit it, boys. Let's go. weekend it was great honestly yeah. really good weekend been uh since our last recording actually we've uh i've done some fun stuff yeah i went to montreal did uh i think we didn't talked about that no yet. so montreal i did um igloo fest yeah and they call it the world's coldest dance floor or something like that i don't know it was probably minus 15 we got really? out there saw rufus the soul still was, wasn't cold too cold for you to take your shirt off eh? nah, i still have to go tarps <laughs> off <laughs> Who so, does that, man? Minus 15 years. I'll take your I shirt know. Off. I, I saw a couple of people did. I'm like, all right, I'm one of them. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, okay. You're so, the first one for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we did that. It was good. Me and Bex went. Shout out, Bex. Ooh, an early shout out. Early shout out hey, this Bex. time. <laughs> so we did that. That was a lot of fun. I also got to do some uh, good restaurants out there. Montreal's got you know some pretty good cuisine. Yeah. At least I find very European, so that's nice. Where'd you go? We did this place called um, Baraco. It's a okay. small kind of place. Naden actually put me in touch with that. One of our buddies that, that lives out there now. Shout out Naden. <laughs> fantasy, our fantasy boy. Fantasy football. <laughs> oh my God, that was weird. Jesus. Fantasy football. I gotta fix this because we're just gonna blow these speakers up. Fa- fantasy anyways, football. T- tell us about your fantasy boy. So <laughs> we did uh, this restaurant called Baraco and they had some great food. Last time we went, a couple months ago, we had the, like a tomahawk steak, oysters. We did the chef's menu and it was sick. You went a couple months ago? To Montreal, yeah. Oh. Remember? No. Loud Luxury? Oh, yeah, me, of me course. Dirty Dom. How could I forget? Shout out our boys, Loud Luxury. <laughs> shout out them too. <laughs> now, this is uh, just going to be a long shout out. A episode. lot of shout outs coming yeah, up today. Yeah, so we did uh, Montreal and that was awesome. So this weekend kind of, uh, I was in the city all weekend, which was good. Saw Matoma. Hold on. How was Rufus the Soul set? It was a DJ set, so it was different. This was the, I guess the third time seeing them, but. This was the first DJ set. They're kind of like Disclosure, right? Like, yeah, like those drums exactly. and all that Very, stuff. Yeah, yeah. they like the keyboard, the electronic yeah, yeah. stuff. So they were, uh, I thought they were great. You know, I didn't, obviously don't remember at all, but yeah. I had a good time. <laughs> then I'm a coming, big fan of their music. Yeah, they're coming back to Toronto in June. Yeah, Echo Beach. Echo June Beach. 5th. June 6th. One Something of those like days. That. Yeah, it'll be good. What about you? How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was good, pal. Probably a lot, be- a lot warmer than mine, that's for sure. Yeah, so we went... Uh, Went down to play some golf in uh, the Bahamas, just really cool. I've never done that before. Uh, it was honestly timing worked out really well because the snowfall hit like f- Thursday morning when I was leaving, and then as we're taking off and we like get down there, obviously it was the weather was great, and then here was from what I from what I heard that was pretty bad. Yeah, it was so, brutal Thursday Friday. Yeah, good weekend to get away. We played at uh, the Bahama course, Royal Blue, but we played it late Thursday, so we didn't finish the round. Uh, and then on Friday, how long of a round was it? Well, we, we teed off at three because we didn't have a reservation and it sunset at like six. So we didn't finish the round. We finished 12 holes or something like that. Nice, nice course. Not as nice as I thought it would be considering the Bahamas is the new resort there. Um, How'd you shoot? First day wasn't it? Actually, no. First day was okay, but like we didn't finish. So I don't remember what my score was. Uh, the second day we played Ocean Club, which was sick. 
uh, like really nice course. It literally goes all along the water. Like some of the nicest holes I've ever seen, I think. Uh, did okay. I think I shot 91 there. But like I haven't played golf since the spring and not that I'm a – since, uh, since the fall and like not that I'm a, a great golfer by any means. But yeah, it was fun to like, get you're away. You're pretty good though. Like compared to the average, you know, twenty late 20s, early 30s, you're one of the better golfers. I guess. against Amongst our friends, yeah, I like guess I'm okay. general, right? Um, but no, it was nice. Really nice to get away. That's my first like golf trip I've done. I've, I think first like winter golf trip I've done. One or first or second. But uh, it's really nice just to get away for a few days. Bahamas is super convenient. It's so close. Uh, Bahamar is the newer one, like new resort, a little bit on the pricey side for, for like the, the restaurants and stuff there, but overall great spot. Had a really good time. A little good. bit, a little bit tired now and like jet lag, but oh, well, it's only what through. three, you said three hour flight. Yeah. Three and a half hours. Three hour and no time zone change or anything like that. So I feel like anything under the four with no time zone, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, when, whenever I fly down to Florida, you're, you're usually pretty good, but as soon as you go past that three and a half, four to like Cali or What's well, the time change exactly, to get the West you know, Coast? That. I think that really kills you. Like Vegas, for example, like minus well, the fact that it's Vegas. But. Yeah, and Vegas at times you fly is odd because you're either gonna fly like you either leave to go there in the morning, but when you're going back, it's not as bad. But when you come home, the you're losing. Eye. Yeah, you lose the time, or you fly the red eye, and so that's kind of rough. Yeah, yeah, no, but overall, good weekend. I mean, it's always nice to get away and get out of the city in the winter time. So that was fun. But uh, yeah, what about you? What did you get up to this weekend? No, I was actually wanted to go back to one oh, point. Sorry. You were saying that it wasn't that good of a golf course. And what's your favorite golf course outside of the city? Oh. Because well, you, played, you like, played a lot of golf. No, though, no, but like I haven't played like I like to play golf and I do play quite a bit in the summer times, but I don't I don't travel a lot to play. Um like I mean I when we were in Cape Town with my family a few years ago, we played there. That was a really nice course, like a very old school course. Um I don't know. There's none that really stick out. Like I played some in Florida. I played together yeah. a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, not, the, the, honestly, the Ocean Club probably my favorite that I played so far outside of like Toronto, Ontario. Uh, that course was honestly really nice. Like really nice. We were supposed to play it again uh, the Saturday, but the weather wasn't cooperating, so we didn't end up yeah, going no out. <clears throat> but no, it's uh, honestly yeah, amazing course. I would definitely go back down to the Bahamas, and if like highly recommend it for anybody who wants to go. I think bang for your buck wise, it beats maybe it doesn't beat florida because florida has a lot more options yeah but i think the bahamas like and florida's it, cheap too right it is but like so we were looking at like going down to going to like the fort lauderdale area uh but then we were looking a book and it was expensive because super bowl was last weekend there and around this time i guess yeah. like you know reading weeks or whatever it is spring break so it was a bit pricier so bang for your buck like in my opinion i think bahamas is amazing it honestly feels like vegas but you have a beach like the, the bahama resort we stayed at the hyatt there real like really nice and it does feel like a very big resort uh, but yeah, like the flights are the same price pretty much as flying to Florida. The rounds probably a little bit more, but I think it's a little for bit buckets, nicer yeah. too. Well, you have, you're part of a, I guess, uh, I don't know if it's a timeshare or whatever in Fort Lauderdale, right? No, 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 not me. My, my well, your family yeah, so. yeah, is down there. Yeah. But not, uh, it's not really a timeshare. Just like play golf down there and stuff like that. Okay. I don't go that often at all. Well, I know we went that one time for lunch. Yeah. Or yeah. We stopped in. I was way to Miami. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a nice place. Like it is really cool. I think like. There is some cool people because it's close to Miami. There is some like famous like athletes that have, I guess, like um, I don't know if they're actual members there, but they have like uh, the honorary memberships. So I know like Alonzo Mourning played Didn't for the Jordan Heat. Jordan have one too. I think Michael Jordan did, but I don't know if that was just they just give it to him because it's Jordan. Uh, Dan Marino had a locker there. Uh, it was actually open when that time that I went by, but didn't see him. But yeah, no, it's cool. Well, we're gonna play TPC for John's bachelor. Yeah, I'm so fired. TPC, really fired up for that. Yeah, when we did that for Sweeney's bachelor party, what is it four years ago now? Four years ago? I think so. 
I feel like that was like a year ago. No, it was. It had to be about. Three, yeah, he's been married for a little while. Three now. years ago, so I think it was probably May 2017 or March yeah, 2017. Yeah. So three years, and uh, the course is awesome. The best part is you play with the caddy. So for someone yeah. who doesn't golf often, like me, I, I don't know. It's like how, f- yeah, I don't know how far my five iron goes. So well, caddy hit, can't really tell you. Well, no, your own soon, shot as, goes. as soon as you hit a couple, he'll like pretty much compare you to the other people you're playing with, and he'll tell you what to hit. Really? Yeah. So I'm getting out there, my like, man. What do I hit? He's like, pull out your seven. I'm like. You sure? He's like, yeah, yeah. Really? I still shank it, but doesn't. <laughs> at least it's nice having somebody, someone tell me. How what to is use. that course? Like comparatively to other ones you played. So I don't golf too much, but it was probably the nicest course I've ever yeah. played. And when we were playing, they had just—I think the waste management open was a month earlier. Yeah, yeah. So they still had some of the stands up. Oh, that's pretty. So cool. I think it's on 16 or something. So you drive up and you see all like well, the we, big, uh, the 16, the famous one, that part yeah. three. That's like the um, with the grandstands. Uh, yeah, all that wraps it. all the way around. Yeah. So you you hit onto that and. Obviously, I can't hit the green, but if I could, <laughs> nice. driving up would be a pretty cool experience, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, Instead, well, I'm looking in the bushes for my ball. I was debating, actually, instead of doing this trip where we went down like to the Bahamas, we were debating doing the weekend of uh, TPC and catching the like uh, seeing a, a day at TPC and then playing golf there as well. But just like cost-wise, it was obviously more expensive because the, the tournament's there. But yeah. I'm definitely excited for that trip. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Play a couple of nice rounds. Catch first, some Cactus League. That's our first like close, close friends bachelor party. Like we haven't, we haven't had one of the boys yet. Yeah, John, basically. John's, John's our first, first one. one to go down, right? That, so, should be, that should be a good one. Yeah, there's John. Then I'm sure we got, we're going to have a couple soon, right? Yeah, we, yeah. We've got some boys that are that are almost there. Yeah, that'll be a fun weekend though. The spring training as well. I haven't I haven't seen a spring training. I've seen, sorry, been to spring training once. I was like 13. Man, I got a funny story. They always just tell the story. When just I, tell my dad. Re- my dad ripped on uh, Greg Zahn. Like, got so pissed that <laughs> <laughs> got in a fight. Let's hear it. Um, so we were down in. Uh, I think I was probably like 13 years old or something. I don't, I mean, like high school, like early high school years. And back in the day, the Jays used to give uh, used to give season t- ticket holders like if you basically booked your flight and accommodations, you got like tickets to the to the games when you're down there. You got uh, meet and greet with all the players. So. My dad took myself, my dad and my mom, and me and my brother went down. I don't even know where my sister was, but yeah, so we went down. Uh, we were there for a few days. We caught a couple of games, and then they do like a, a meet and greet barbecue. So you go on the field after one of the games, and then they serve. And this food. is down in Dundee? D- Dunedin. Yeah, Dunedin. So, that's it. so they serve. Dundee. Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's in our head from just watching that. Um, so what they do is they they give you, uh, half the players serve food, like a buffet type barbecue thing, and then half sign autographs, and they switch. So this was crazy. I, I'll never forget this because that was the year. So I'd met Alex Rios at the time was my favorite baseball player. Oh, he was sick. Yeah, that's he was so gangster. I remember I walking up to him and he's a pretty tall guy. Uh, and he had like a, his wrist. I think he had some like, I don't know what watch or what he had, but it's, it was all blinged out. He had his big gold <laughs> chains on. I was like, man, this guy's a baller. Like, so it was him. Vernon Wells played for the team back then. Uh, AJ Burnett. Greg Zahn, obviously, which we'll get to the story. Uh, and then Roy Holiday over there. Doc Holiday, the, the nicest guy, like rest in peace, man. That guy was the, like the most professional athlete, like signed for everybody, stuck around, like wait till the end of the event. Just like, you know, always had a smile yeah. on whatever. So I remember we're, this is so funny. My dad will never, like anytime you ask him what Greg Zahn, he's like, he hates him with a pal. I don't know if he hates him, but just... <laughs> You know my dad. So we're, we're waiting in line to like get the food, right? So Greg Zahn, I guess, is one of the guys serving. And I think it was uh, Shannon Stewart. Because Shannon Stewart signed our autograph. Anyways, we get in line for food or an autograph. We're in line there waiting to go up. And then my dad's at the where he thinks the front of the line is. So then we're waiting there. And then Greg Zahn goes, oh, no, you can't wait here. You got to go to that side. So my dad's like, what are you talking about? Told us to come here. He's like, no, no, you got to go on that side. 
So I was like, okay, whatever. So Wait, does to, your dad know who Greg Zahn is at the yeah, time? Oh, he oh, knows yeah. who, yeah. My dad falls, baseball and basketball are my dad's sports, so he knows base, like the players pretty well for baseball. Uh, so we moved to the other side of the line, and then like it's a big line, so we get to the other side, and then we're standing there, and the one guy's like, no, you have to go back to that side. By the time we get oh, back there, the oh, line is oh, massive. Oh, oh, oh. My dad this goes, is not happening. I don't want to say what he said, but he was dropping like, F bombs. I was like, this Greg Zahn, you this, that. He's like, he's like, well, I'm never coming to see you play again. Like, just basically making him like, uh, it, was, it was the funniest thing. He was so mad. He'll never, ever, like, you ask him about Greg Zahn, least favorite player in the MLB for sure. He never lets that go. If he ever sees him in the street, go look out, Greg Zahn. Uh, what is he, Sportsnet? Sports no, Center? He's gone. He used to be. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I hated him on Sports Center, though. Yeah. I feel like he was trying to be like the Don Cherry yeah. of baseball, and it's yeah. just like all hot yeah. takes and like you know throwing out things, acting like you no, know. I, I love hot takes. So you know me, right? Yeah, I was never a big fan of his, but uh, no, that was a really cool event. The Jays stopped doing that, I think. Like, I don't think they did do like the meet and greet barbecue. Like, they used to do a lot for season ticket holders, and then as, as they got better, they didn't need to like you know yeah. get fans down. But they're building a new stadium down in Dunedin now. Which really? Be, yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, it'd be cool to go to the when we go for John's. Yeah, to Cactus see. League. That'll be. Per- I think it's the Padres and the Diamondbacks. That'd be a pretty good game. Yeah, so it should be a good time. But you know what I was thinking about the other day? Because I saw a picture on uh, Instagram or Facebook when the Raps used to play at the Sky Dome, and you saw they they pretty much set up in almost one corner. There'd only be yeah. fans on half of the, or I guess two out of the four sides. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't remember watching a game there. I've been there. My dad has told yeah. me about it, but. Like just how awkward would that be being a player playing there? Yeah. I I don't know. I can't remember what it was like. I know we went to our first game there because my parents this year when they went to the finals, we were talking about it and we went as a whole family back in ninety five, the first season, and my dad's been a season ticket holder since they started. Um and I remember he told us we went there, but I don't remember what it was like. It must have been yeah. like we we're like forty five thousand person stadium and like you're just like but maybe the thing ten, is, we, fifty yeah, thousand. I was just people. gonna say we were they were probably only selling ten thousand tickets, yeah. maybe not even, right? Yeah. So it's got to be so awkward being a player coming into that. And you're like, wow, look at this. Well, you know, now you're playing in Toronto. Nobody yeah, wanted to come here. Garbage town. Ooh, or... Damien Stoudemire, you hear the report, like, not the report, but the article he did or the interview. After he was drafted by the Raptors, he didn't want to come yeah. play. He was going to sit a season out. He wanted to go back into the draft, I think. Like, I man, know. back then, imagine the first Canadian team. You got to come all the way up here. Like, I even think Steve France with the Grizzlies. Well, then who was it? Uh, Alonzo Mourning just refused to come. Oh, yeah. Remember that yeah, after yeah. the Carter trade? I'm not coming up here. Yeah, he's not coming. But now, now, now the we're the chance. So. Currently, 14-game win streak. That's crazy. Man, you know what the worst part is, though? We're still, what, six games back of Milwaukee? Yeah, but Milwaukee... But, but I, yeah, I was reading this stat. It was um, at this point last year, we had... Same record. Yeah, we had the exact well, same better record. technically. Now we're better this year. But last year, we had, you know, Kawhi Leonard, finals MVP, Danny Green, a great three-point shooter. And we still got the exact same record, or give or take one yeah. game, or if we might even be better, heading into the All-Star break. And as a Raps fan, that is so exciting. And even one of our buddies we were going to have on tonight, he was even saying at the beginning of the year, he's like, we're still a solid team, top three, top three, top yeah. three, and we are. I wish, we, I wish we had, sorry, Jay, yeah, you yeah. cut you off there, but I wish we had uh, Jay Lack, man. We, we definitely wish you were here because uh, I will say, like, you know, we're both, me and you, are big Raptors homers, right? Like, they're yeah. our team, like, no matter what, we'll, we'll, you know, We'll go to bat for them always. I actually had an, like, not an argument, but I had a little bit of disagreement at the, at the playing the blackjack table last night. And this guy was telling me, you know, the raps are washed up. Miami's better. Washed trying to convince <laughs> me, trying to convince me they are better in Miami this year, I think. But he's trying to convince me that Giannis is going to go to the Heat or whatever. I was like, first of all, as a Greek, I was super offended. But then, <laughs> you know, I, like going back to what I said about why I wish we had Jay like here, because he's had from the beginning of the season, like 
the stuff he's said has pretty much come true. He thought the Raps would finish first or second, which I was like, you're crazy. I thought third, fourth. Yeah, I, was, I, I was said like top fifth, three, maybe. yeah. But Jay, like said, they're going to be better than last year. Like, he's also the biggest homer. Like, I wish he was here so we can joke about it because he, like, he eats, lives, breathes, sleeps Raptors. So he would have said second no matter what, but he's he's right. Like, he is. You know? So not, not taken away. Abs- and- you know, respect, uh, respect your prediction. So we well, have to defend it here when you come on because still got a long season left. So we'll see what happens. But you know what? Regardless, we're pretty much a bona fide home court first round team right yeah. now. Like, you know, there's unless something crazy happens, there's no way we're going to fall out of the top four. Yeah. So you got to think first round, we're going to go in home court advantage. The experience that our younger guys gained last year helps them so much throughout the playoffs. Plus, we got guys like Terrence Davis right now. Just, yeah. I think I, I read a stat in February. He's averaging like 18 points a game. Dude, I'm like, he is Man, sick. coming off the bench, like big time. He's sick. And that, that's the thing, though, that I like, kind of, that I really like about this team. And I think like a lot of it goes into culture and like the attitude and how the leaders carry this team. But it's funny. You look at organizations and like, Back in the day, we never, like, the Raps never really had those guys who were, like, the dark horse, like, hit it. Like, the ones you, diamonds in the rough, right? Like, the Spurs would be that consummate team that would find someone, like, a second-round yep. pick becomes a super, like, Ginobili, Parker, all these guys. The other organizations as well, you know, the Dallas Mavericks would find guys. And some organizations had a knack for, like, finding young talent, whether drafted, undrafted, and they were always good, almost always good. But the Raps never felt like they found those hidden gems. And then, obviously, we got Pascal Siakam. We yep. get Fred Van Vliet. You get guys like... OG was, should have been a first top 10 pick, so that's not really there. But, like, Norman Powell, DeLon Wright was good when we had him, and now Terrence Davis. Like, it honestly, I don't want to jump to conclusions and, and you know, count your chickens before they hatch. Count your, yeah, count your <laughs> before they hatch, whatever the saying is. But I have a feeling, man, that if we keep Masai and this team keeps going on this path, they're going to become like the Spurs. We've made the playoffs, I think, seven years in a row now, which yeah, is got, a long time. And like, I think we have three uh, division titles. Yeah. So, like, we're... But it becomes the culture. It's like a self-perpetuating cycle because when you find young guys, like, look, Terrence Davis, if he, if his team doesn't have Pascal playing this and we're not winning, let me rephrase that because if we're he's still a good culture and a good team, but he's getting opportunities that he wouldn't get elsewhere. And because there's guys around him carrying the load and helping him, there's no pressure on him to perform. But because there's no pressure, he can. Look yep. at rookies that go to the Knicks, that go, I mean, look at the friggin' Brooklyn Nets dumpster fire. Like, these teams... When players go young, guys, there's so much pressure for them to become those superstars that it, like, it's unsurmountable pressure. Here, there's no pressure on these young guys. They just get time, they get out there, and then you know the sky's becomes the sky's limit. Like Terrence Davis now looks like he could become honestly looks like he could be a superstar. Yeah, he could, he could be a, a solid starter. Yeah, you know, on a winning team. And I think you said like that, I that, think he could be an all star potentially. Yeah, and the winning culture is such a big thing because you think about when the Lakers had that big dynasty. You know, the Kobe. Yeah the Mavs had it, San Antonio had. players like role players wanted to go play there because yeah. they were chasing that ring. Yeah. So they didn't mind signing those vet minimums. It was whatever, two mil, three year mil deals because they have a chance at winning a ring. Yeah. Right. So like, I don't know. We didn't make a move at the deadline. We didn't really need I'm to surprise. We didn't though. Do you know what? I, I think the reason, <clears throat> the reason we didn't is because there was no glaring need, right? You know, if we're healthy, which we haven't been all year, minus maybe a handful of games, when we're healthy, we're a top team. Has yeah. this fourteen game win streak is, is showing, and then it's you can't really prepare for a, uh, an injury, right? Everyone saying, "Oh, we need another center." It's like, no, we've got two solid big dudes that if they're not injured, we don't need any help. And even at, at you know in our guards or our forwards, like without injuries, we're a solid team. We don't need anything. And then you have the other side where everyone's saying, "Oh, well, you know, we're going to lose Ibaka and Gasol in the off season for nothing." It's like, 
no, we're going to make a deep run again with these guys. That's true too, yeah. Like, I'd rather keep them, make a good potential championship run again, yeah, and then lose them for nothing. Because if we make another deep run, they're probably going to stick around. Yeah, like, like Gasol will probably come on a discount because, yeah. like, at the even end of the day, even, he's going to... Ibaka, I don't know. I can see him going, but, like, nah, but they also, you know they like it here. here. You yeah, know they he like it here. here. He's on TSN doing his cooking show with his buddies, and, you know, he's having a good time here. And see, that's the thing, too, that, like, honestly, that's why I love... And I don't know who the most important person to the Raptors was. I think the most important Raptor in this whole thing was Kyle Lowry. But it's hard to say whether it's Lowry or Ujiri because they kind of, you know, it kind of comes from the top down, like leadership and sets the culture and all that. Like Lowry's the the unspoken, he's very outspoken, but he's the leader of the team no matter what. on the court, yeah. But like if you look at the players that come here, like everybody wants to play here. Everyone that comes here loves this city. Like, and the thing is too, it's starting to get more noticed through the league, but like, for example, when we were in Miami and you hear those guys, like, there are fans and not players, but you're the fans being like, you know, what do you guys have in Toronto? What a terrible city. Who wants to live there? You can come to Miami and play for this organization. Look, we have champions. Those guys, they're a beacon us all game. And I was like, dude, like, we're a metropolitan city. We're one of the largest cities in North America. Like, third largest. It's an amazing place to be, to live. Players are seeing it now, and I think it's starting to translate. Because back in the day, we could not sign free agents. Like, oh, no No shot. chance. Honestly, players think we now, traded for was like tough even, to get them yeah, to stick around. Hundred percent. But I think even now, like this, if this keeps going and we don't lose Ujiri, which I don't think we will, I think he's, I think he's staying I think in rotation. Honestly, the Raps have a chance to just build like on a dynasty, and it's hard to quantify because like one championship doesn't really make you a dynasty. But still, if you make the playoffs, like we've, again, we made that I think seven years in a row because that year we traded away Patrick Patterson, or we traded away Rudy Gay, and in hopes of like tanking and rebuilding, and we got better. And from that day on. We we've never we've missed the playoffs. playoffs yeah. I mean, we got bounced early on, which kind of kind of sucked, and like that set a bad precedence early. But like now, you have a banner, so it's I mean, all worth it. But uh, I'm gonna call you out on one hot take from a couple weeks ago. What Vince Carter coming to the Raps? I thought they would trade for him. I you know what? I thought I thought you were right too because when he came fit. back, it was getting like I went to that game with Carter, yeah. and uh, I was with Vishal, and we uh, pretty much every time he touched the ball, they were cheering for him. Like, hey guys, like he's playing against us. Like I know. We everyone's got a soft spot for Carter. He, what he did for the city was yeah. huge, but you also got to remember he left us at a certain point. Yeah, like he left us, and it's like, okay, let's cheer when he gets the ball. I love Vince Carter, but at the same time, we got to win. The this Raptors game. need to win, yeah. right? Like, doesn't I hope he, he makes his couple shots and he has a good time and he says hi to all his buddies here. Yeah. But Raps need to win. I don't care who they're playing. Right? It's funny how winning cures all, because eh? like we've been going to you know we've been following the Raps for a long time, and I remember like I. I remember the day that I went to the first ever Raptors game. I went to the first game that opened at Air Canada Center, February 20-something, 99. Like, my mom yeah. took me to that first game. And then he was a few, uh, Carter, like, I remember those games, like, you know, just Air Canada Carter lighting it up. And then when he's gone for, like, a decade, booed every time, like, like, it, the, the booze in there when he would touch the ball was insane. insane. Like they, he, he was, like, villain yeah, number yeah. one. And then it's funny how, like, winning just cures everything, right? Because, like, it, it was even until, what, like, four or five years ago, maybe, like, three, four years ago, they did, like, a tribute for him, and he got a standing ovation. I remember I was there as well, and that gave me chills. I've always loved Carter. Like, I hate how he betrayed us, but he was my favorite player. Still one of my favorites. Yep. But it's crazy now that how much winning changes that, because now we're, like, we have a banner. No one cares. No, no one Honestly, hates anybody in Toronto. Like, everyone's just... We could have five losing seasons, and I wouldn't care because we have a banner. Yeah. That month, that season, that whole kind of period... In Toronto was, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, probably the most exciting moment since the Jays. And we were too young to really appreciate the Jays. But man, there was nothing more. Everybody was talking about it. You walked into the office, you went to work. No matter where you were, 
they were talking Raptors. Yeah. Everybody. Everyone. Everybody. You couldn't go 10 minutes without hearing the Raptors. All the ads on the radio stations. And I remember saying this a while ago too. I'm excited to see the numbers this year because I think the Raptors run boosted the economy in the city of Toronto. Probably. If you think about it, like the bars, like, everything, bar, the restaurants, bars are, that's yeah, a, yeah. Like a direct, that's easy. But even grocery stores selling, you know, food, uh, liquor store, obviously beer store, obviously just, I feel like people were going out doing things and you know, nobody was just doing nothing for that playoff series. Yeah. Like you're, you're with your friends, you're watching it. You're going to a friend's house. You're always doing something. Yeah. Like even traffic, traffic was insane. Any night there was a game. It's like, okay, five to seven. The roads are terrible. Seven o'clock. You're flying on the floor. People were at those the people in the arena. Like I think an hour before game time, most nights, yeah. which is like, un, you never see that. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, what's your most memorable game? Most memorable or favorite game? One game you've ever been to or yeah. One game you've ever been to. Oh, easy. Easy. Game six, Eastern Conference Finals when we beat Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> I remember standing there. I was crying. I yeah, was guys. I, gotta, I, gotta throw, I knew I was going to say that. I set him up for that. Ricky cried. Like, like I looked Man. at him and I could not. I'm not even ashamed to admit it. it. No. Man. I have the video. I, scrolled I got, my phone I got today. goosebumps just thinking about it. That was the moment. Like, because that's the thing is that. Sorry, I asked yeah, you. I don't want to cut you off. But. That was the moment it was real. Yeah. Like, we've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. We got bounced by LeBron year after year <clears> after year. I think it was back to back to back years. Well, we almost beat him that year. We almost game we six games, of the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals, but then, yeah. But it's LeBron, right? So without LeBron here and Kawhi in town, there was that excitement. And then we got we won four straight in that series Yeah, to come back from 0-2 to win four straight at home. That was game crazy. Game six. Man, I remember exactly where we were sitting, like baseline, like 20 rows up, 30 rows up. We were Do you in remember the who, who we met that night after the game? We stuck around. I was looking through my pictures. We met, um, yeah, Jack and... Jack. So we had the we had the sign of Budenholzer crying and of uh, Drake massaging um, yeah. Nick, Nick Nurse. massaging Nick Nurse and we went down. You're like, let's try to give it to them. I was like, they're not gonna take it. They literally invited us on the court to get a picture with them, and they had the signs. We'll but post then, that picture on Instagram. But then right after that, we met Brian Arakbo and Jamal Charles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I was wrong too because I'm a so I'm a big Texas Longhorns fan. So they both played for Texas in the national championship run, but. Um, I can't remember what I said to a rock ball. I was like, yeah, you were there during the championship run. You were Cedric Benson. And Cedric Benson was actually the year before the championship, which I should have So he goes, he was like, nah, bro. That was before that. That was the year before one. I was like, oh, I, was like, I promise I'm a big fan. <laughs> and, man, I actually saw, I've seen Brian Arakpo at like three different sporting events. Really? I saw him at, when I was at the fight in Vegas. It's like a couple rows in front. So I'm at that event, and I saw him at one other sporting event, and I can't remember where it was. I, Low I key following him? No, I just, like, man, you know like, me. That's, that's like me messaging I, I, CJ2K <laughs> on Facebook once a month. CJ, I love you. You said that last episode, and I cut you off. What did, or DBZ, what did you say to him? I Facebook message Chris Johnson, like, every couple months. For those who don't know, 2,000-yard rusher, Tennessee yeah, Titans man, star it running was back. the biggest. CJ2K, Chris Johnson, was one of the biggest running backs of, like, five-year span. And... I added him on Facebook probably when I was, I don't know, like 16 or something. Wait, like his real Facebook or his, his fan real page? Facebook? His real Facebook. Like he posts pictures with his kids. Come on. And he accepted me. So we're Facebook buddies. <laughs> and like every like couple months, I'll just hit him up. Like, yo, CJ, remember that game? Because I get the Facebook memories or like yeah. on the Titans Instagram, they'll like randomly share like week six, Chris Johnson went off for 225 all purpose yards. And I'm like, CJ, you remember that game? Yeah. <laughs> never responds, but <laughs> that's so I never knew. That's hilarious. Dude, that's odd. Like, man, we, uh, yeah, I get a pretty big fanboy sometimes. I've been a few yeah. baseball players that Ooh. I've met that I like get like, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it. You're like, dude, just chill out. I cool. I'm like, nah, I got to say I do. No, you know I've met in Toronto. We met some crazy people. You know I met uh, 
Oh, Who's the I'm pitcher, out. remember, with um, oh, Verlander? Verlander and Kate Upton. I lost and found I that time. We found. Yeah, it's Justin Verlander standing at the bar. We walk in. I'll ne- this I won't forget because I was like, Kate Upton. Was, was, is that her name, Kate Upton? Yeah, that's yeah, so rude. She just blown up, yeah. too. So we walk like in. That cat daddy video we, or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. We walk in, and then on the left, I see... To- no. Yeah, yeah. I walk in, so I go to the bar, and then there's a tall guy. like Justin Verlander's like six foot five, like massive dude, and he's pretty big. So I see him, and I was like, what the? I'm like, you're Justin Verlander. And he's like, yeah, man, what's up? And then uh, someone taps me on the shoulder, and I turn around, and like it's Kate Upton, because obviously they were dating. So she's like, that's not Justin. I was like, oh, sorry. I'm like, it's Justin Verlander. She's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, okay, haha, I get it. Like, okay, I won't bother you, but I know it's Justin Verlander. <laughs> like, pretty obvious the spot here. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's holding a, a bucket of Ace of, two bottles of Ace of Spades and like a nice bucket. I was like, you don't have like a table or something? Like, I wasn't, I, she was, was holding her thing. own bottles. I was like, this is so weird. Yeah, and then they were at the bar. And then they were there because it was Tori Hunter's birthday. So in the back booth, Tori Hunter, I went up to him, like just beelined across. And I'm like, Tori, man, I'm a huge fan of your Angel Days. He's like, oh, thanks, brother. He's like, give me a hug. I was like, so happy. I think I th- sat there for 30 minutes. His wife was there. He introduced me to his wife. She's like, I think she's trying to get me to leave. Like, but I was, I was a kid. I, get, I was get I'll Olivia's. I was like, the time I, uh, I bumped into Lewis Hamilton. Oh, yeah. And mind you, I don't know anything about Formula One. Whatever. I'm walking through Lost and Found. I bump into the like small little guy. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, man, sick hat. So I keep walking. <laughs> don't think anything of it. And I'm looking at the, like, the Lost and Found Facebook page for the pictures on whatever, Monday, Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, that's a sick hat. I'm like, yo, George, that's the guy. Where, where did he buy this hat? He goes, bro, that's Lewis Hamilton. That is his like brand. It's his I'm brand like, logo, yeah. Oh. Uh, like Lewis Hamilton, isn't that guy famous? He goes, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, uh, probably the number one NASCAR uh, Formula One He's driver huge. in the world. He is, yeah. That's what I like. You know what? There's some some celebrities you meet are pro athletes, and they're the nicest people. Even like you know, when we're at the bar drinking, like I'm sure they just don't want to be bothered by you know a couple of drunk kids that are just trying to get their attention. But like when they're nice to you and just give you the time of day, like. Like Justin Verland, okay, he was like, you know, he was being nice. Kate Upton's like, oh, that's not Justin Verland. I'm like, okay, man, I'm sure you get bothered. Like, I'm sorry if I bothered you. I'll, I'll go away. I can take a hint. But then, like, there's another time. Oh, this is the best story. My brother, like, he would make, always makes fun of me because every time I, like, I'm out, we're out for dinner, I see someone that I recognize, I have to go beeline. We're at Borrow one night, and I come outside, and I see Michael B. Jordan standing there. Oh, Michael B. Jordan's sick. Sick, sick actor. Creed. Yeah. Bro, boxer, come on. I have, to, I have to go tell him I'm a fighter, too. We're like too. six for six on the boxing plug here. Like, we got to get South Kingsway to sponsor us so, or something. Oh, yeah, we got buddy. <laughs> number one boxer in the city. <laughs> Going to be the number one heavyweight champ coming for you, Tyson. Everybody. Um, no, but I remember meeting so Michael B. Jordan's with his buddy there outside Barrow. It's like one in the morning. I'm with my brother leaving, and I like, had a couple of drinks. I was like, Yanni, I got to go say hi to Michael B. Jordan. He's like, don't do it. You're like, He's like, you're going to sound like an idiot. Don't do it. I was like, man, I'm just going to go say hi and tell him I'm a big fan of him. So I go up to him. I was like, Michael, man. I was like, big fan, Creed. Like, I forget what other movie I said. But anyways, i like a big fan. He's like, thanks, man. I really Black appreciate Black Panther. That. No, it was before Black Panther, I think. Oh. It was a couple years ago. And he's like really nice. And his buddy who was with him, I guess, is like his, his boy or his security, whatever he was. And I was like, man, pleasure to meet you guys. Hope you're having a good time in Toronto. Like they were asking me questions, like engaging in a conversation. I like, I leave. Yeah. And he's like, you're so stupid. I was like, man, that guy was so nice. Like I respected him so much more when I watched all his movies after. <laughs> no, but you know, it's really nice. Like when, because they must get it. Any athlete, any celebrity, yeah. you know, gets it all the time. And like to have the patience to actually put up with it. Mind you, some of them really, I guess, are really grateful for being in the position that they're in that comes to the territory, right? But then you meet the ones that are, like, kind of standoffish. It's kind of like... Okay, know. let me ask you. Who's your favorite celebrity athlete, musician that you've met in person? 
favorite one that I've met in person. It's a good one. I don't even know. My favorite one, like back in the day, it would have been cool when when I used to like DJ the events and I met those guys. Like that would have been the best. But those DJs were all pretty. Like, they're all dick. Like for the most part, they were all pretty rude. I don't know. That's a really hard one. I, I don't know. What about? I, off the top of my head, I can't think of it. What about you? I don't know either. I was kind of hoping you were gonna <laughs> give me an answer. No, uh, you know what? Loud luxury. Those like they're different because we're friends though. with them. But yeah. like they're the nicest celebrities yeah. that I've ever met. Or, like down. even. Like some of our buddies that we introduced them to, like they're still super very chill. down to earth guys. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Loud Luxury. Yeah, those guys. Re- Vegas been... residency. Yeah, I'm gonna see them in a, see them in a couple of weeks. There, Ooh. buddy, coming down there, boys. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's all. Now I'm stuck on that. Like I don't know who the best one I've met is. Honestly, like man, Michael B. Jordan was pretty nice. Like really Michael cool guy, great actor. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. There's not many other ones. Oh, but uh, what's his name? He was pretty nice too. Um, Officer Doofy. Uh, What's his name? I sat with him during the ALCS game. Officer Doofy from Scary Movie. Yes. Uh, well, Arnett Arquette. I remember. Yeah. David, David Arquette. Arquette. Yeah. He sat next to me to watch the Jays beat in the ALCS wildcard game or something like that. He's sitting next to me. Like, I didn't even realize it was him for half the game. He was really, he was a nice guy. Kind of an odd guy, but he was nice. And what game was that? ALCS? Uh, one of the, not the ALCS, the ALDS. I think it was when we played Texas. And I think not when we swept them, but that series, I think. I can't remember exactly when. It's on my Instagram somewhere, but. Yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of the raps you've met, like the yeah. raps you see around the city pretty you, often, you know, they're really like most of them are really, really nice. I was even going to say the TFC. A lot of the TFC Josie players. Josie Altador is a really well, nice guy. Well, do you know guy. why? Because like they're, like, again, yeah, they're celebrities, but their level of stardom is nowhere near the raps of the Leafs. For sure. So they're kind of like a second tier athlete in the city. And, you know, no disrespect to them because they kick ass and they won as well, right? Oh, like yeah. they won, what, three years ago? One and championship they, and two. Three Two, finals appearances yeah. in four years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I remember seeing Jovinko in Florida, actually. It was in Orlando. And this is right when their training camp was starting. Actually, about a couple of years ago to this time. It was in February. And uh, I'm like, Dad, that's Jovinko. And he's pretty easy to spot because he's a smaller guy, like, you know, very easy to recognize. And my dad goes, oh, let's go get a picture. I'm like, Dad, it's fine, man. Let the guy enjoy his dinner. So Big Frank <laughs> doesn't care. Goes over there, hey, big fan from Toronto. Let's get a picture. And I'm like, God, oh, big Frank, you'd kill me. Just goes in, like, no, God, no regard. Eh? Nah, he's he waited at least for them to finish dinner and stand up. As yeah. soon as he stood up, big Frank was in there for sure. Do you get like excited or starstruck ever? Is there anyone that like you see, you're like, oh my God, like, you know what? No, but Olympians, Olympians oh, are yeah, the you have coolest this thing with Olympians. people in the world. I saw, I met the can't quantify that. Why do you think they're the coolest people in the because world? Because they are the best. The single or the best group of people in the world, you know, at their event. Shout out Johnny Moe. Johnny Moe. <laughs> beauty. Big beauty. Yeah. Olympic gold. Two-time Olympic two-time gold. Two-time Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, man. One of our frat brothers John Mo- is John Morrison, two-time Olympic Canada gold curling. Like, man, he was awesome. Hanging out with him at Jared's wedding. Yeah. Like, just the most, like, normal down-to-earth guy. Man. I wanted to have a drink with the boys. And like, you think about it. He... He's maybe on. I don't know anymore, but at that time during those for Olympics, an eight year span, he was the best curler in the world. That's crazy. What is cooler than being the best at one single thing yeah. in the world? Like you, well, you know, I don't mind know. you, it's a team too. I think he was the the captain, the skip, I don't know, whatever the right, term. His, him and his three partners, yeah, three teammates, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So when we were in um, Washington for the uh, stadium series, Leafs first caps, it was yeah. me, Moretti, Dom, a couple other guys. At our hotel room, the Olympic, the women's Olympic um, hockey team was there, the USA team, and they had just come back from beating Canada. So we're standing, you know, we're grabbing breakfast on the morning of the game, and you see all these girls decked out in their like USA jackets and whatever. They look all legit. 
And they're like, you know, some of them are, are kind of tall too. So you know they're some sort of athlete, right? So I walk up. I'm in line beside one of them, you know, grabbing our eggs in the morning. I said, hey, you know, you guys are Olympians. What do you guys do? They're like, oh, we're hockey players. I'm like, oh my God. You guys just <laughs> won the gold. Wait, what team was it? Sorry. The, the women's USA. USA hockey team. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they had just beat Canada like two weeks before. Maybe oh, not. No I way. think it was like a week before. Yeah. And I literally look at her. I was like, do you have your medal? She goes, yeah. I'm like, can I please see it? <laughs> she pulls it out and Come like on. hands it to me. Like, I'm like, do you need like my phone or my wallet? It's like collateral or yeah. something. She's like, no, no. Like, I trust you. And I'm like, I, you, I grabbed the medal. And it's like big, like bigger than the palm of my hand. The thing weighs like probably like eight pounds, maybe That's not crazy. eight pounds, but probably like four or five. And I took a picture of it and I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. And then you find that like someone like Johnny Moe just like puts it in like a cr- crown. He put it in crown royal bag. It, puts it in like a <laughs> crown royal bag. bag that people carry like poker chips. In and he was got- so nice too though. Like yeah. as the first, I can't believe it's the first time we met him too. Like, Cause he's always like him and JR, they're always out. Well, he's in our, we're in our fantasy group to get fantasy yeah. Yeah, football. He's so funny, that guy. That was that's crazy to like to imagine. Just imagine. Too I can't even think about what that's like to be the best in the world. That's I'm barely the best in my family at anything. <laughs> Never mind like Damn, be so hard yourself, not man. even the best in the city. Like I finished fourth at Offsa in swimming once, and I thought that was a big deal. Right? Yeah, like, uh, that is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's like Ontario yeah. private school pump your, Ontario. Pump your own there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was impressive. No, but. but honestly, that is like that is really cool. Imagine like being like Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps, like someone who does. But imagine an individual sport. You That's are the insane. best at what you do. Like nobody can talk shit to you about anything. No one. Hey, like you're, you're. What can you say to someone? Hey, I'm the best at like this. Yeah, you're the best. I never been an Olympia. Oh, Johnny Mo, but I never like. Still unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, man, that's really cool. Yeah, would you have any? Do you have any desire to go see the Olympics? I think so. Do you know what the tough part is? It's just so expensive for the Olympics. Yeah. Like that's, I would love to go, like, especially this year, it's in Tokyo. I was going to go, but I, know, I canceled because of your brother's it. wedding. Yeah. And because you're the race, the best of the track and field and it falls like literally the, the week time, of yeah. your brother's wedding. So I, like, I would love to go to the Olympics, but I feel like everything's just so expensive. For sure. You know, hotel rooms, like probably four or 500 bucks or something. More right? Tokyo. When we went last yeah. year, Tokyo was like, Tokyo's a very pricey city to begin with. The 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 logic that I had, and I was talking to my brother about this as to why I wanted to go to Tokyo because You'd have to think that, like, when a city, especially in the summer, hosts the Olympics, like it's they chaos, right? Because you have yeah. you have millions of people coming into that city just for that time. So, like, the resources, the infrastructure, the accommodations, the restaurants, everything's taxed like beyond belief. Ta- by taxed, I mean not like dollar wise, but well, that too. But taxed by like it just so many people coming in, so all the resources are being used and stretched, you know, even further. So, the way I looked at it was Tokyo is already a massive city. It has thirty three million. I think Tokyo's thirty three million people. Which is, that's all in one city. So you add three million people for the for the Olympics to thirty three million. Relatively speaking, it's not that much. But if you go to a city like you know when Athens hosted the games, they had to go build a whole new subway system. They had to build all new infrastructure to all support that. Yep. So I figured that if you're gonna go somewhere, Tokyo would probably be a well run city already to begin with that could support it. So it wouldn't be chaos like the trains would still run. Like it would be all <clears> yeah. Man. They have the proper infrastructure. Like, remember when uh, sorry to cut you off, but remember no the Pan Am Games were here. Yeah. And like the stress that that put on the city. Yeah. But you also the Pan Am Games like you were like there's stuff. Like, you have to go to Scarborough downtown. Like it was very spread Canada's out. Down, yeah. yeah. Like doing Tokyo, I thought would have been a really cool experience to see. Like, okay. The Olympics, I think are going to be in California sooner. Is the world cup in this, in America. One of them's the having world cup. I think think it's about in, like, yeah, you think about Mexico. if you have games in California and like, imagine how bad traffic is now. Like it'd be easy to get to California for an Olympics or, or a world cup, but that the place is already slammed. Imagine adding another couple million people to that city just for those games. Like, 
So, anyways, that's why I wanted to do Tokyo. It did obviously the cards didn't didn't uh, wasn't in the cards, so so we're not doing it. But yeah, I really want to see an Olympics. That would be one kind of one sporting list sporting event like bucket list thing I really want to do. Okay, summer or winter. Ah, summer track and field is just so sick. It's funny you say that because you're not really much of a runner, eh? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you're seven. Did you write that joke there, you loser? No, I didn't actually. No, honestly. So, I, I do run. That's one thing I do do. <laughs> um, not as much lately. But yeah, no, I think that would be the best. Like winter's cool because it's like skiing, moguls, that. But yeah. I don't know. I'm not much of a winter guy. Like I don't like being on the cold. Like you'd be standing. Imagine watching the like skiing and standing in the cold all day. Yeah, winter's fun for hockey. Right, because like True. watching like a gold medal hockey game would be unbelievable. Basketball in the summer, yeah, the basketball in the summer. Plus, you also got like even like shot put is something that'd be so fun to Dude, watch. Javelin, it'd be yeah, sick. Javelin. high jump or um, what's pole the one vaulting? Where, that was. Did you see someone just broke the record? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? It. The record for pole vaulting just got broke this weekend. Really? Yeah, some dude went. I don't know, like seven, eight meters. Whatever. You're the, making that up for sure. <laughs> swear on my life. No, I believe the, they the broke, record just got broke. I don't know the meters, yeah, man, yeah. but I know it was high. I was watching this like. Dude, go over. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I'd be. I think it'd be so sick to see. I don't like. Now I'm regretting not going, but ah, whatever. We got the Summer Olympics is honestly, I think, the coolest thing. Like this, like man, swimming, track and field, basketball is there too. The hockey, NHL players don't play in the in the Olympics. They used to. Now I think they just changed it. So they yeah. So like that's not even. But I think some of them said they're still gonna play. Like someone like Ovi or someone said he's still gonna play in it because yeah, yeah. they they want to right. But that's the one thing like that you think about it. Going back to thinking about like upsets, we're talking about Raptors, all these young guys finding hidden gems. For the Olympics, usually the people who win, like you know, is gonna win. There's never is there ever really any big upsets in the Olympics? Like off the top of my head, I can't think of any. Like I'm like you know USA basketball a few years ago, they had a good team and they lost. Like I think Greece had bounced them one year and then some other teams. Yeah, but usually like the the. Projected favorites are usually yeah. pretty up there. There's no one that really like comes out of nowhere. Like no one's gonna come out of nowhere and upset Usain Bolt in because, his prime yeah. years. Or, like no one's coming to. They don't beat Michael Phelps. Like the people who no. are the best. Are Michael the best, Phelps right? was undefeated. Yeah, I think for two or three Olympics because I think he did four total. And I think maybe in the lo- most recent one he might have lost. Yeah, but I think Phelps went like twelve for twelve gold medals or something. Like his, yeah. his stats are ridiculous. That would be that'd be really cool to see because like I'm I'm a big feel good like dark horse story like you know kind of jumping back into basketball like Fred Van Vliet man a guy that like that video yeah, that he no. has of going undrafted saying like this isn't where my story ends I'm happy you guys all came here dude the guy became an Bet NBA champion kind of yeah like to me that is the most inspiring thing and it kind of loops back to the theme of our first one of like setting goals motivating moving forward all that Ooh, kind of that stuff that was nice my boy oh I'm just I'm, th- I'm saying because that like it is no, good it is right because anybody can do anything anyone can be anything but you know just as we thought about that, not the zigzag back and forth, but you never really see that in the Olympics. I'm going to have to look that up and, and see if there's ever been like any major upsets, but that's the one great thing about sports and like basketball too, especially like a lot of guys can come out of nowhere. I mean, any sport really, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm all about the feel good no, stories. I, I agree. And it's, it's definitely one of those things where you don't see it because I feel like athletes are at the top of their game at the Olympics and especially the, the individual events. It's, you know, barring any injuries or anything, it's kind of you. You usually know who's gonna play, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. I did a little bit switching topics here, but I did want to ask. So the the All Star Weekend's coming up this weekend, and yeah. We Toronto hosted it a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite NBA All Star like weekend memory? So it's an that's an easy answer. Well, it's sorry twofold. My favorite one, no matter what, will always be Vince Carter's dunk contest yeah. win. I still remember that one. Um, but my favorite, the best dunk off was probably the one that was in Toronto. 
And I, I'm kind of, I don't remember whose wedding it was, and I apologize to whoever family member's wedding was that day, but I was supposed to go to that dunk off. I had tickets, and I couldn't go because I had a, I think it was a wedding or a baptism, something. And I'm like at the wedding streaming on part of my phone, <laughs> watching this go down, and I was like, I, I've exactly. waited for this day my whole life. And also, like, again, basketball, raps, my team, that's my thing. I wanted to go to that dunk off so bad. That's the one where Aaron Gordon and, and Zach, uh, Levine. Zach Levine went back and forth. It was the, the best dunk off since Carter's yep. dunk off. Because it's always been crap. Like, it's not, I mean, not crap, but it's like. It's usually the same kind of things. Like, it's a spectacle. It's more of a. Actually, like, that's the thing I wanted to say, too, which one thing that always annoys me. Dwight Howard's back at the dunk off this year. He Terrible. beat Terrence Ross, I think, that year when he did that Superman dunk. He, he didn't even dunk the ball. He threw the ball in the That net. pisses me off. And it was, I'll never let that go. Me and Yanni, he grew at this vehement leg. We get so mad because he just jumped and chucked the ball in. That is not a dunk. Well, okay, so well, technically, well, t- timeout, that was still very hard to do. Like, okay, it's hard. but is that a dunk? No, I agree. So it's a dunk contest, not a throw the ball in the damn hoop contest. So he should not have won. He got a 50 for that. I'll never let that go because Terrence Ross should have won that dunk off. I think it was Terrence, or just it DeRozan? It was one of, it was Terrence Ross. Yeah, it was Terrence Ross, because DeRozan was earlier. That, to me, is a bunch of BS. I hate it. That's also one one of my pet peeves, and we debate this a lot, but, like, what defines an all-star and the fan voting, and you guys, like, Bradley Beal crying, and, like, you know, all this well, stuff. Like, someone but, like Devin Booker, like. Yeah, but, but see, again, like, I commented on the, on his picture. When that, there's that video. I commented. I'm like, I hate this. Like, don't be a crybaby. You play for a team that's not maybe in a big market, but, or, you know, Maybe your style of play. Maybe you don't gauge the fans as much. So, like, so here's I'll start. It's a, it's a popularity contest yeah, in the NBA. The one thing I do like about hockey, the way they do it, is that every team has to send somebody. I so don't like you, that. You can't do it in basketball because of there's not enough players. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. There, there's not enough players in basketball. Right? You can't have, you know, 36, or maybe you do have 32 people. I, I don't no, know. But no, no. You got to think about it. If you're doing one from every team, then the Lakers aren't going to be able to send two guys or something. So, in hockey, every team sends somebody. See, I don't like that. What about John Scott? The year that he got voted the captain with that guy. What's his name? Yeah, John yeah. Scott. I think it was Old guy. But that was a publicity stunt. That's just well, a fan. No, it started as a joke. That's what I mean. Yeah. See, that's BS. Because he shouldn't have been an all-star. No, it's a no, good story. Not. It's funny. Well, they changed it after because right. of him, right? See, but that's the problem. And like, that's the kind of the problem I have. Like, The NBA, I think, in my opinion, has become what it's become and become so popular because it really embraced the social media aspect of things when social media was getting big. Like David Stern was a very big advocate of that. Also by nature, the sport of basketball, because there's no boards, there's no screen, there's no netting, there's no nothing. You're so engaged on a game. Like players can fly into the stands. So just by all those things, NBA is probably like the most connected to – to the fans, players to fans, like you feel like you think more than soccer. Yeah, I think so. Then, so- yeah. what do you mean than soccer? Like, like, I feel like soccer, the players and the fans are almost one, especially if you go to like Europe. Oh, okay. In terms of like support and like you know fandom and hooliganism, yeah, it's bigger. But like the NBA, like you, you, Dwight Howard pulled a kid under the court the other day to play like pickup before the game. So like that stuff doesn't happen. No one's pulling a kid on the court to shoot the ball like play soccer, you know. So I. Th- I think that's to the, to the point I was going to make was that's one of the great things about the NBA that really it was very smart and like it's a very good thing because it you want to feel part of it you want to feel like you can be part of that that action and that you know that uh, those NBA like the stardom community and all that stuff but the problem is too it's a very big popularity contest it's all star voting and the best players don't always get in so I don't know like I agree with Devin Booker's point that it was like political and this I mean I don't think it's really political but like I know what he's just trying to say yeah. You well, know what happens to everyone? Dam- Damian Lillard should have been in the All-Star game for years and he got snubbed because he played in Portland, another small market city that doesn't get the same love as like, you know, Toronto, LA, 
all that stuff. So yeah, I don't no, know. it's it's true. But at the end of the day, it is it is what it is, right? What about going back to your favorite like all star? Did you say all star moment, all star game? My mine is probably Carter too. Yeah, yeah. Like it just I actually got it right here. No. Nope. Oh yeah, that's it right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what was was also picture, one of my because so, so, like obviously we can't see. That. I have a picture in my uh, in this like studio here record that's Vince Carter and T Mac through the legs dunk. Never forget, baby. Remember, but I think who was it that did it the year or two before that? Was it uh, Richardson at Golden State? After I think, you Jason think so? Richardson came after. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. The through the legs started before. Kobe Bryant did it in his dunk yeah. off. It, like but Kobe he did, Bryant but did it. He did it running with the ball. Yeah. He didn't do like the bounce pass or I can't remember if T Mac was the bounce pass or the alley. Bounce. It was a bounce. Bounce, right? So a little bit harder when you have to catch it and then do through the legs. If you look at Kobe's, he almost not taken away from it. Again, this is unbelievable. But he kind of started the through the legs like right off the jump. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like Vince had to jump, get some airtime, and then I think Vince Carter's <clears throat> the reason I think it was the best dunk off, even though like the Aaron Gordon one and Zach Levine in Toronto was amazing. Vince Carter's dunks. It went three for three, I think. I don't think he had to redo any, and they were so crisp. Like, if you see his 360 windmill, his arms are perfectly extended. He 360s, spikes it in, and then bounces back like a spring. The way that guy used to take off, he still can dunk, which is crazy. He's 42 years old. But the way he used to dunk and, like, take off mid-game or off the run, no one's ever had hops with that. He, like, floats. Like, he just... It was unbelievable. That yeah, I still. Well, just even like the elbow in the what they what they call it? The honey dip. Honey dip. Yeah, we, like we used to play NBA Street. I remember that. <laughs> or NBA was it NBA Street. Yeah. I'm just trying to pull up the the Richardson dunk now too because I think it, it was. was I'm pretty sure it was after Jason Richardson came after Vince Carter because that was in 2000 oh, 2000 NBA All Star game. Yeah. Yeah. So Richardson was after. Okay. Crazy. Crazy. This is, I had this uh, theory. So Vince Carter won the NBA dunk off 2000 in Golden State. In Golden State, Raps won the NBA Finals in Golden State 19 years later. Wow. Not exactly the day. And it probably has zero correlation. Zero. But I remember that because I saw the Golden State symbol on the court. And like, yeah, he won it there. Man, everything aligned. Do you know what? One part of me is kind of happy that they didn't win in Toronto. Like, it would have been sick if they won in Toronto. Are you crazy? But the fact that they didn't, that everybody was watching it, like, at home with their closest people. Because if you remember, imagine, like, they wanted here. I feel like it, the city would have been actually even more chaos. Like we, I wish. Like, imagine you went on home like, court. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. Like nothing really bad happened. Yeah. If they won at home, I think something bad would have happened. That's yeah. I guess it's, my, it's, it's hard to say. But man, if they won at home that night, that was a Friday night too. The game Thursday, five Thursday, Thursday. June thirteenth. No one would have gone to work the next day. It would have hundred percent. No one would have gone to work. I wouldn't sure. gone to work for I, sure. I showed up. You late. people would have been like that. I. And it was so close too. They almost won that game. I couldn't believe it, man. man. But still, to think like that run—I don't know if I'll ever witness anything like that. I was going through like today. I was when I was flying back. I was going through my phone. I have this thing where I sit there and I kind of like favor the pictures. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I just kind of look through memories. And I came across like the bat flip, but like the Batista game. Coincidentally, was that like was that that one too? And that one, the that I'll never forget. To me, to that to, up until last year, that was the greatest sporting moment that I've witnessed. That game seven, like walk off, I still could. So no, I, I agree yeah, with yeah. you. What's the worst? Like, what's your worst sports memory? A sports memory. Worst. I don't know. The worst one. I mean, technically, the most disappointing would probably be. I would have been too young. Like you can say when the Titans lost that Music City Miracle, but I was too young probably to appreciate it, and I yeah. wasn't really a big fan then. I don't know. What about you? 
Mine's that the Leafs blowing that game seven oh, to the Bruins. Okay. Yeah. You remember that Definitely. one? Definitely. Yeah. I think Three that was goals. what, 2013? Yeah. 4-1 lead going yeah. into like game 11 seven. minutes left, game seven against the Bruins of all teams. You know, actually. I think that's probably my. Last year might have been more disappointing because last year had they beat the Bruins, they probably had a clear path to the NHL finals. Like the Leafs probably the better team. Not maybe not better, but like once Tampa's out, that line is like we could have been in the yep. NHL finals last year. And Tampa year. got swept. Leafs, imagine, I don't even want to think about that because imagine you had Leafs and Raps in the finals. But I still, I want to go back because like, to me, watching that NBA playoff run unfold, like Toronto, I don't know if you can say we've had bad luck because you, you, know, you can't, at the end of the day, you control your own destiny, all that stuff. But the Raps have always felt like the bounce haven't gone our way. Like that, the year we lost the, the first game to the or to Brooklyn, we just got swept because it felt like they were we lost that game close, and then they just kind of gave up right away. Like it just seemed like nothing really worked our way. Even going back to when Carter missed that shot against Philly, fading oh, in the yeah, corner, that, man, that's another bad sports memory. So yeah, I remember that game. That was the second round, wasn't it? That was to go and to the next Philly... round. And Kobe Bryant, I'm pretty sure Kobe Bryant, if I remember correctly, went on record saying that the only team he was scared of in the East was the Raptors that year. If I remember, I could be misquoting something, but. The Raps were probably a favorite to go to the finals that year, I think. The, that shot, I'll never forget it. Like, like Carter fading into the corner in front of the bench on one foot, and it rims out. When I watched games, I, like I didn't go to game seven. When I saw the Kawhi shot against the Sixers, when I watched that shot, when he elevated and he was cutting around, the first thing, I don't know why, in my head, like I even that sent it to the group. split second memory. That reminded me, like, oh my God, it's happening all over again. But I thought it was going to miss because I'm like, this, we never win. Like, we never get the bounces. The Jays, same thing happened. Like, we had that, that Cinderella run and it came short to Kansas City because that guy reached over the fence and grabbed the ball. Like, we always had a bad bounce go our way. When that shot fell... I was like, this is it. This is the year. Like, we're going to win the NBA yeah. Finals because like, it seemed like everything was going their way. And I don't know if we'll ever see a run like that again. Like, the, everything went right the whole season. Like, getting Kawhi, I don't well, even so know you know, like, you, can, you can compare that to kind of the St. Louis Blues, right? They were bottom of the West, I think. Wait, at the, go ahead. Go ahead at, the, at the halfway park, they were, or the halfway mark of the season or coming into Christmas or something. Yeah. And then... You know, they went on their Cinderella run and just kind of everything worked their way. And then if you think about it, the team that would have beat them or the team that should have beat them technically was Tampa. And Tampa got swept first round. Yeah. And then they just went on that Cinderella run and they finally won it. Hot goalie, Bennington. Yeah. Killed it for them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Did. But I still think it's different because the Raptors, everything went right last year. From the day the season started, like we got Kawhi Leonard. Think about that trade, first of all. Kawhi Leonard for for DeRozan, Podal, our first and our second. Paul George, they traded for Paul George and gave six or five first, first round picks. And then, no, three we, first rounds and two second rounds. So we round traded round. DeRozan, Pirtle, a first, and we won an NBA championship because yeah. of that trade. Like, And the other thing, too, to get on this. No, I was going to say, ahead, sorry, yeah. everything went right. You think about it, Kawhi did not have, I think he missed a, a couple games with injuries. The rest were all rest games, yep. right? And the thing that bothers me the most is that somehow Masai Ujiri didn't win executive of the year. That's Milwaukee Bucks, what's his name? I don't, I don't even know who it was. Milwaukee Bucks executive won it, which makes absolutely no sense. Masai Ujiri should win friggin' executive of the year every year well, because no, he's pulled just, off some of the biggest trades in Raptors man, history. Getting rid of Bargnani? For two first round picks. That's, like, that is wow. robbery. And, and because he did, you know, you know this story, that 
Kyle Lowry is supposed to be traded to the New York Knicks, but yeah. James Dolan nixed it at the end because he didn't want to get rinsed by by, by again. again. And now they want to take Jerry from us because no shit, he's the best executive in the league. But somehow he does not not to say he doesn't get the respect because I'm sure everyone knows he, he's as good as he is. But that trade last year, he he literally did a one like he put it all on the line for a one year deal. And with the ultimate goal of winning a championship, and he did it. That is crazy. Are they, well, uh, is man, there any other time in history anyone's done and that? And even canning your co- canning coach of the year. Yeah, like, that's he crazy. He took so much heat. Everyone's like, how do you fire the coach of the year? How do you fire this? Well, it's like, man, at the end of the day, if you can't beat LeBron, then what are we playing for? Are we playing for second? No. If That's not the goal of any season, to come yeah. in second. You play to win. So if you know Dwayne Casey can't beat LeBron, it doesn't matter if LeBron goes to the West because you still got to face him to win it anyways, right? So the fact that they canned him, which was he took backlash by yeah. him, coach of the year, first coach of the year ever to get fired. Yeah. Ever. But I think it's starting to correct you. I don't think it's Dwayne Casey can't beat LeBron. I think it's a, it's cumulative. Like LeBron is LeBron. He'll beat, give Nick Nurse, put the team together last year, take take away Kawhi and put it DeRozan. DeRozan's not beating LeBron James. Like, well, okay, the problem is he can't what? guard LeBron. So, like, it's not so, Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey's calling the plays, and I think he gets out coached a lot of times, but. So Sorry, do, you, do you remember game one, game two against Milwaukee? Giannis dominated us. And Nick Nurse. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You learned. Yeah, you and I agree. And, you, and yeah. He, he made the adjustments, and we came back and won four straight. Or am I, am I going to say that Giannis is as good as LeBron? Yeah, I am. Like, flat out. Like, like do you remember the game? Was it this season when they did the uh, the box and what's it called? The box and four or the box and five? Where they just basically played full court press? I was at that game. Was I with you? No, probably this not. This year, where basically they were down by like 22 points going into the fourth quarter or like late third, and he basically played a full-court press the entire game, which is unheard of in the yep. NBA because talent-wise, you can't do it. Like, you get too tired. In college, it's a big yeah. thing because in college, you have the energy and you have mismatches. Yeah, exactly. He full-court pressed the entire game, and they came back from down 26, no, 30 points. Remember the biggest comeback? It was this year. Maybe it was this year. I was at this game. He did the full court press. I didn't even realize they were coming back. I was like chatting with someone, whoever I was. You know, with. that was against Dallas Sunday. Yes. I yes. was at the disco yeah. party. Doncic was hurt. That's why I went to that game because yep. I wanted to see them play. But see, that's why Nurse, like, man, you got to give the guy credit. Like, we had a, the most talented team we ever had before, but like, Nick Nurse is honestly, he's a genius. I mean, like, we got to do it. We got to do a raps game on the road. Yeah. Maybe Detroit. That's one that we haven't done. We've never seen. Oh, we, no, we did. We saw him in Miami. Yeah. But. Yeah. We, we saw him in Miami. And that was like, we got to do the uh, raps. Yeah. Sport. Uh, we got to either maybe Cleveland, Detroit, somewhere. Find we, an open weekend. We got to get a raptor on this podcast. That's what we got to do next. OG. Yeah. OG's coming. It'd be so awkward. On this nah, OG's coming. <laughs> Guy's the quietest guy on the team. Yes. No, no. Ibaka would be sick. We got to get Ibaka on here. Yeah. You Somebody know, who's listening, we need a plug for Ibaka on here. Oh, we got to get a raptor on here. Yeah. If anyone's got any connects to the Raptors, JYD, anybody, anybody, JYD yeah, on here. old, current, new, young, anybody, Mo-P. we can probably get a rookie on. Reach out to like, so you know, what? we should reach out to Patrick McCall. That that scrub. No man, way. We will still get him on. To <laughs> Bring his three rings out. <laughs> man, I remember when I was probably about ten, maybe twelve. I was a kid. I was still really young. Me and my dad were going to the Raptors game. We came off um, from Union Station, so we're walking in through the tunnel, and some guy with it in a suit comes up to us. It's me and my dad. So is, it just, is it just you two? We're like, yeah. He hands us a ticket. Goes enjoy the seats. We're like, okay, sick. We open up second. Well, not courtside, but it was like you know third row courtside. So it's the players, then the coaching staff, trainers, yeah. medical, whatever, and then there's those two rows. So we were the first row after. So I guess it's third row. Yeah. Mo Pete came on. They lost. They got absolutely crushed that game. Mo Pete came off, took off his wristband, threw it, and it went to like kind of the person's feet in front, but they didn't notice. So the game's over. I'm watching it all game. I'm not even watching this game. The fourth quarter, I'm like, that wristband is mine. 
game ends, go grab it, took it. I don't know where it is now, but I remember I wore yeah. to school the next day. Things like an, a headband for me. <laughs> and I'm like wearing it around my bicep, oh, like man. over my sweater. Products like middle of winter. You don't have it anymore? It's somewhere in my, in my parents' house somewhere. Man. They but I do that. have a signed cow ball. Cow Lowry? Yeah. Signed Bring in a case in. in my room. Yeah. Man, I once, you want to talk about sign memorabilia? I got once when, like, after Mike Weir, the year he won the Masters, Mike Weir, for those who don't know, is a golfer. I don't know. Some people don't know because he became really irrelevant after. But one of the big, he's probably the most famous Canadian golfer. He played at the Canadian Open here. I went with my dad. I was so young. And he signed a glove, a t- and it was tailor made. I had a tailor made glove with me, and he was sponsored by them. He signed it. I was like, this guy be so valuable one day. Next year, he wins a Masters. I'm like, I'm going to keep it for 10 years and sell it for like a million dollars. I was like, convinced that my head is going to worth something. Literally, two years later, he's not even on the tour anymore. Just, I don't even know where hey, he is anymore. Oh, he shows up at the Masters every year because you know he's got that green jacket. Yeah, I know. That guy could have been something good, man. Anyways. But yeah, um, one other thing I wanted to t- just jump in, going back a couple points ago, is that people, when they ripped on um, the thing for firing doing Casey. So f- yeah. my one of my biggest pet peeves with like kind of sports in general is that how fast people are to jump to conclusions when something happens. Like a, a player, a rookie might have like a 40-point game. Is this the next LeBron James? Like, it's all for these like sound bites and these hot takes, and the people want to be the first one well, to proclaim. Bait, right? They want to be the first to proclaim that they called something. Yeah. But I, I honestly hate that. Like, people can't just wait and see how things play out. I mean, everyone's guilty of it. Like, we all rush to make conclusions. I mean, naturally, we play fantasy sports. We have like you do that yep. on a daily basis. But that's one thing that I can't stand with sports. Like. See something on the news today. This guy had a great game, and oh, he's the next LeBron. And then next week, he's has a bad week, and now he's like, he's going to be a bust. Well, like you kind of look at that when Babs got fired. And I know we're switching sports here now. Babcock got fired, and all the, the you know everything comes out. But has a coach for the Leafs like my, you take away his first season that, it, that they missed playoffs and they finished whatever second last or whatever. He was a solid coach for the Leafs. Like their season record was good. Yeah, they had to can him. They had other reasons and couldn't get it done in the playoffs. I get it, but. Now they got O'Keefe or uh, whatever, Sheldon yeah. O'Keefe. And his record is basically on par with what Babcock's was. And I know there's injuries and this and that, but you know, O'Keefe won his first four out of five games. Everyone's like, oh, see, it was all Babs. It was all Babs. It's like, guys, everyone relax. Let's, yeah. let's see what happens at the end of the year, and, and we'll go from there, right? Yeah, yeah, Like, again, when they fired Casey, everyone's like, well, how do you fire him coach of the year? It's like, hey, guys, like something has to change, right? Like, it's let just, it happen. And sorry to no, go, like, go. When, when these people make these decisions and us, the regular everyday folk start losing, like we know more about sports than the average person, but we still don't know half of it. No, of course. And everyone's like, oh, how can you do this? How can you do that? It's like, guys, these people, this is their lives. This is what they do day in and day out. How are we people who don't know anything going to go in there and tell them like, guys, let them do their jobs. Yeah. They get paid millions and millions of dollars to make these decisions. Let's let it happen, especially you, Jerry, because you know the guy's just taking us to the playoffs, turned us from this dumpster team to a contender every probably single year. Probably one of the year. best, most respected teams in the NBA. Yeah, over the last decade, we're probably one of the, if not most the consistent, best. one of the most yeah. consistent, top five most consistent at, over yeah, the last if decade. If you look at wins over the last decade, 2010 to 2020, we're probably got top three most wins in the NBA. For sure, for sure. And you, people are gonna say, "Oh, how can you do that?" Like, okay, guys, I know day, it's I a business too, right? Like. It honestly it bothers me so much, like just how fast people want to be to say like, why are they doing this? And look, people, like they're gonna make mistakes naturally. Like, they're still human. They're the best at what they do, and they're in there for a reason. People make mistakes, but everyone just freaks out immediately when something goes wrong, some or like a decision made to say, oh, I told you it's gonna be this. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's one of like, my big things I don't like with sports, how fast everyone is. They proclaim things are fixed or they're broken or they're going to be great or this person's the next whatever, second coming of Gretzky or whatever you want to say. Like, People just got to wait and let things play out. I mean, it's fun. That's what, that's what makes sports really, really fun because you can debate anything. Everyone can have an opinion and, and everyone has a different take on it, right? So that is kind of the fun part about it and having those debates is what kind of what keeps me yeah, like... Yeah, feeds it. Yeah. But anyways, that's one thing. No, even another thing is uh, the whole how can you ship off Damar for Kawhi? A people, lot of people were losing their mind. But the thing mind. is, it's like people don't understand that. Oh, I just lost a, a headphone here or something. But people don't understand that Kawhi was like a top player just because he didn't play last year because he's in the West that you haven't seen him play that, and you don't know anything about him. Doesn't mean he's still not one of the best players in the world. Yeah. And I love Damar. I'm a huge Damar fan. Oh, I will cheer him, him on forever. But he's not Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi is better than Demar. Like no questions asked. People like, and like how many, offensively uh, they're equal. Offensively they're no, equal. I disagree. Disagree. You think, you think Kawhi Leonard is way more dominant? Way more like Kawhi Leonard's body. If you watch him, like just phys, from a physicality standpoint, Demar can be guarded by anybody. Not anybody, but almost any wing or anybody like any big, good small forward in the league. Kawhi Leonard, like if you he's see big, someone stand next to him, he's one of the biggest guys in the league. As yeah. I think from like. In terms of like the really skilled guys, like LeBron James is built like a linebacker, but most guys like Kawhi, Paul George, they'll kind of match up in size. Kawhi, from a physicality standpoint, can drive to the rim with so much power that I, I get what you're saying. But if from you look, scoring like just percentage yeah, points, ba- yes, basic like basic numbers, you know, assists and points yeah, kind yeah. of thing, they're relatively equal. Yeah, you can s- compare them defensively, and the reason why we kept losing was because we had no one to cover LeBron. Basically, very true, very true. Now you have Kawhi Leonard, who you don't he can lose guard any anybody. Offense. He guarded Giannis. You, you can guard anybody with someone like that, and. People lost their minds. It's like, guys, like, again, but there was all I the fans. It's all, a lot of it I was. Fa- well, didn't DB? Man. Didn't DB get? No, he wasn't in that camp, was he? I, remember, I feel like DB I know, was. There were, there were a couple people that were in on that, and I was like, guys, this is the I, best. There was a few this people. Is be the best trade. There in was Toronto a few people history. that like, should have known better that didn't. That were like really upset about it. But most people who complained about it were talking about you know loyalty and this is what happens. I get it. Like that's why I respect Demar, and he's still one of my favorite. Or probably one of my favorite NBA players still to this day because he, you don't find loyalty like his no. anymore. Like that Especially guy, he would have stayed here till the day he retired, and he would have tried every day to win a championship, which is what you absolutely respect. He got his max contract, and he got better every like every time he got paid, he still got better. He never coasted. The guy has work ethic, he has drive, but and it's unfortunate. His physical abilities are, are what limit him. It's not his skill or his work ethic. It's that just size wise, he gets dominated. So. It sucked and is a tough pill to swallow when it's your no like your di- like your your your, your, fr- your franchise, franchise player. player. But when you're getting a player like Kawhi Leonard, people got real quiet after like a couple couple months of watching Kawhi play. Like everyone got real quiet. Man, it's it was quiet. Like yeah, people just didn't know, and they're like, you're you're trading someone that is a household name in Toronto, someone that you've been watching the last whatever five to seven years, seven years like let's say, and Kawhi, someone that. Didn't play, he played what, seven games the year before? Yeah. Or nine games with a basically an injury that nobody knew anything about. Yeah. I think it was just like a leg injury or something. Yeah, yeah. But if you follow basketball, you knew it was a trade that had to get done, 100%. right? So it got done, and now that we have a championship, everyone seems to forget about it. And yeah. it is winning it is. heals all, man. Win- and winning does heal I all. I got one, I guess, one more question I have for you. Um, for NBA All Star Weekend, because what do you think about this, like the drafting of the teams, like Team Yanis for Team LeBron? What do you think about the whole process? Again, it's just for the fans. That's what I think, right? Like, do I like it? No, I think it should be East versus West, kind of like you know, something along those lines. But I get why they have to do it. But my first thing is I saw the teams and I'm like, LeBron's going to absolutely dominate Giannis. Yeah. Like, he's got 
I forget who, but it's Harden, um, Harden Davis. Davis, all these other people. And I'm like, how? But you know what? The All Star game is just, it's a jokes game. It's not, yeah. re, it's not a real event, right? It's just, you know, there's zero defense, slam Nothing. dunks, and three pointers. So but anybody only the, can. Only win. the MLB does it, which I don't I know. I was why. just going to say, the MLB is the best All Star because it, it has means game. something. It means something. You get home field advantage. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Which I'm, is, I don't know how I feel. Like, that is a lot to put on the line because, I like, you could it. play your whole, like, I think so. You have the best players on both sides. But that's a lot to put in line. Like, what if you're the best team and, like, what if you're the best team and you don't get home field advantage because of the All Star game, but you, like, that's crazy, that's, eh? It's just, but that's what I, I don't know why they don't do anything. Like, the NBA is not trying to make that, like, each quarter. I don't even know the rules. I don't understand it. But this one is like, each quarter is its own game. Yeah. And then the cumulative sum of all the games becomes the fourth quarter score. And, like, you have to play you that score. You have to score. win by 24. Or, so, or no, it's on. Something by twenty four yeah. at the end. I, I so they're changing it so much to see what works. Yeah. And like I don't well, know. I think you gotta make it you gotta make it mean something. And you can't even like I know PTI talked about this. Is like you can't even really make it worth money because what are you gonna say? Like, okay, how much are they gonna win? Each player on the winning team gets half, even half a million a million. Those guys make forty two million a year. Like, okay, a million dollars is probably still a lot of money to anybody, but like tense I mean, maybe the guys who are a little they lower than the total. A lot pool, of them end up donating it to charity true, too, right? True. So I don't know. I think they can't really do much because it's like any, you know, physical contact sport. Yeah, it's tough when you the start. The NFL one's a joke. Yeah, imagine, imagine the NFL doing something at the Pro Bowl. Like people already get hurt enough in football. Yeah. So, but um, like even hockey, they they did it do three on three tournaments to try and change it to make it a little more interesting. Because at the end of the day, you have to do stuff like that. So yeah, I uh, I like the fact that it's a little bit of a draft. I wish it was done in person, like the. The hockey one is yeah, like hockey. I remember, remember Phil, Phil. Yeah, I was just gonna say Phil Castle. <laughs> the last pick gets the car. Got a Honda Civic or <laughs> Honda Accord. Yeah, poor guy, right? Phil, and he he was in Toronto. He was the only Leaf player there at the time. You know, guy scored That's forty funny. goals and still gets picked last. I'm surprised that Toronto hasn't got an All Star game again. They had it in, in two thousand because it was that logo was two Toronto and yeah. it made it to two thousand. Yeah, uh, well, we got basketball, so we can't really yeah. complain, right? I didn't know get hockey in soon. Um, Sorry, I have one other thing that, like, I was just, I'm going back to the thing I brought up. So I was playing blackjack the other day, and, like, the guy was telling me, you know, this guy, I guess I was sitting at a table with all Canadians, too. Like, they're all from Toronto. One guy's American, so he's, like, debating, you know. Um, he's talking about Yanis. Like, you know, I can't wait to see him go to Miami, this and that. I was, like, I'm thinking. I'm, like, listen, I normally wouldn't speak up. And I'm, like, okay. Pal, settle down. I'm, like, dude, I'm, like, listen. I'm, like, what makes you think he's going to Miami? Like, can you explain this logic here? And this guy, you know, <laughs> I'm, you know, you try to be in a good mood. You're like, you're on vacation, whatever. But he's, there's this guy that like just sits at the table and he's talking like nonstop, telling everyone how much he knows about blackjack and giving everyone the rules and advice. I'm like, man, like let the people play. They can ask the dealer. Like, I get it. They're just whatever. Shoot, they're, he wants to talk. He can talk. I'm not going to stop anybody. But then he starts going into basketball. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to stand for this. This guy's <laughs> insulting my Greek brother, Giannis, and he's insulting the Raptors. So he's talking about he's going to Miami. I was like, listen, dude, if he's going to go anywhere, he's probably not leaving the Bucks. And if he does go anywhere, I, I would think that. The Raps have a shot because his connection to Ujiri, or he's going to go to a major organization like the Lakers, uh, you know, like the Lakers, the Spurs, like one of those like staple organizations that have been successful for a long time. Yes, Miami's there. Yes, they have, uh, what's his name, Riley? Um, Pat Riley. Pat Riley, Spolstra. They're a good team. But anyways, I, I don't know. I just I couldn't sit there and listen to it, and I'm trying to debate with this guy. I was like, man, like, why would what is what can Miami give them that the Raptors can't? We've been like this, all the arguments we just had before this, like seven years in a row we made the playoffs, all this stuff. And at the end, you know, I was actually surprised. He's like, you know what? He's like, you might be right. I can kind of see that. I was like, my man. Well, I think the biggest thing for us is Ujiri and what he's in general like having him and what he's done for the sport for us. 
yeah. I think is the biggest thing. Well, then for Africa, right? Like that's where we found Yanis, the, the yeah. giants of Africa and all that stuff. But yeah, man. Anyways, no, I, I, my headphones off. are getting. Uh, they're getting oh. I, I can't even <laughs> listen to anything. But pal, my pal. This was a good one. I'm, I'm happy we got to sit down and have this chat. Yeah, we didn't even really have a plan for this one. We were just like kind of... Well, do you know what? We did have one, but the problem is we, we lost a, a buddy of ours. That, well, sorry, we didn't lose a buddy oh, of ours, no. but we had a friend that was going to join us on the podcast today, and he just uh, he couldn't, couldn't make, make it anymore. It, yeah. So, Which Justin, said, we'll, we'll get you on soon. Yeah, we, we figured out. You know what? We'll... Uh, but I was we'll, in a mood thought. We were going to talk Raptors with him because, again, Vegas Raptors homer that I know or we know. So I was kind of in the root talk raptor, so I'm kind of happy we got that. It's funny because we were talking about a lot of other things earlier, and then we're like, oh, we'll save it for the podcast. We didn't really touch upon them. I was going to yeah. tell my wall mounting story. Oh, yeah. Didn't. Tell us your wall mounts. Let's nah, end it. <laughs> end it with your wall mounting story. You're, you're, no, you're, it's too and, disappointing. We'll save it for when I actually get it up because then we can look back on it and be like, oh, yeah, I didn't get it up. Okay. But, okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, again, we appreciate you listening. Yeah, and, this uh, one was just kind of just us, you know, a couple of pals just shooting it. Shooting the breeze. <laughs> I'm in a right. silly goose time. <laughs> I love when you said that on the last one. Buddy, you have a, or Vishal? Yeah. Having a silly goose time. I said it on both of them, man. I, I love having a silly goose time. you said that. Uh, All right. And uh, so, pal, I guess signing yeah. off. My pal. That was a good chat. And I have a, have a good Sunday. And we'll, uh, we'll chat soon. Chat soon. Cheers, okay. pal. See you, pal. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every eye. No one thing, you're not alright, I'm not